Welcome to another episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. I'm Jay, and this is the first in a series that we're doing called Why I Love. And essentially, I realised, along with Gaz, that there's a lot of TV shows, like cool TV shows, that we've not ever really touched or maybe we've talked about offhand, but we've never reviewed or gone into. But And it's weird because either we really like them or we've watched them or whatever and really like them. So what I decided to do was to mix it up a bit. I got all these TV shows down, made a list, rang a load of my friends, or they rang me uh, when I told them about this, and said, I want to get you on to talk about why the show is awesome, because I think it's awesome as well. Uh, And one of the shows that came up immediately was from Mr. Chris Thunderbolt Wakefield, who wanted to talk to me about Stargirl, but I hadn't watched it yet. And I was almost dubious about doing this, because I didn't think I'd like it. Well, the whole reason we're doing this show is because I fucking loved it. So, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, he's with me now. It's Chris Thunderbolt Wakefield. Chris! Spoiler alert. So you liked it then? Brilliant. Oh, yeah. This is why it's called Why I Love. It's oh, called you the loved why it? I love. Even better. Yeah, and you know what? You should know because I then put Stargirl as my fucking comic book of the comic pick of the week, which, by the way, I did pick up. It wasn't just one of those ones that I put there as a little recommendation. It's uh, I have I've picked it up. Not read it yet, admittedly, but I am looking forward to it. But that's by the by. So Chris, if anyone doesn't know, is Chris is of Chris's Comics Podcast. He's uh, the co-host, with, along with me. And we normally talk about comics. And so Chris has been you, going you almost on... said Chris's Chronic Podcast then. <laughs> That'd be, <laughs> be... That's a totally another... different... That's that would be like in an alternative timeline if you grew up with like Jay Leal and Fieldhouse, it'd be Chris's chronic podcast. You know what though? Like fifteen years ago we could have done that. Like, if you know what I mean. Like that would have been great Chris's chronic <laughs> podcast. But I'm a straight edge now, so So um yeah, essentially over the next few months, as it were maybe this might be something we continually do. I'm going to dig up like TV shows that have been on that we've not had a chance to talk about or we just haven't reviewed in real any depth, but talk about them with people who love them as much as me or even more than me and they get me on board. And this is a fantastic example of that today. So let's just get straight into it. Don't forget, by the way, everyone, that you can go on the website, www.talknerdy.uk Go on our socials at TalkNerdyUK and email us, TalkNerdyUK at gmail.com. Stargirl, what made you pick this? What made you go, I want to talk about Stargirl? Because it was um, a show that I just watched and uh, loved. So I thought... And and no one else is talking about it either. And you, I know you hadn't watched it, so I knew I knew that it would make you watch it. So <laughs> that's why. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's a good start. No one else I know has watched this show. And I mean, on paper, I shouldn't like this show. 
Yes, and exactly. Be because this this is why I was a bit worried about. I mean, I'm glad that you loved it. Otherwise, you would have had to change the name of the show to like "Why I Hate." Oh, it just one. wouldn't be in this series of shows. It would have been. <laughs> okay. on, it would have been like a show where I would just like record with you, and it would have been called JB rips into Chris for an hour and a half or that's, whatever. It that's is. basically Chris's comics, though, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, to be fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm yeah, I'm super stoked that you love this because, like you say, on paper, you always tell me I'm always pushing these DC comic teen books on you, like you know Teen Titans and uh, you know. All, all these teen books, and you say you don't like teen heroes, apart from, what, like Spider-Man, I guess? I mean, Spider-Man is clearly in his 20s now, so I think it would be Miles Morales. Um, God, I don't know if I do like any teen heroes. Nightwing's growing yeah, up now. You're not a fan of yeah. the teens. You see, me, I love the teens. I love my Teen Titans <laughs> and all that. And I, I've been a big fan of Courtney Whitmore for a, a long time, too. Um, you know, I've read all her appearances in all the JSA books, so I was like real pumped for this. I was, you know, as soon as I heard that it was getting announced that she was going to have a live action TV show, you know, a live action debut, uh, and Jeff Johns was at the helm, I was super stoked for it. But you were saying you weren't. No, I mean, I think what was worried about uh, worried me about it was a couple of things. Number one, I think there was a lot of CW writers or producers on this um people yeah, but the, on CW the thing shows. is about this it's not the cw that made it it's it's dc cw oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong do not get me wrong i'm not i i just remember I, i'm by the way i've watched some cw i think i've watched the first two and a half seasons of arrow um i tried to watch flash i kind of dropped off and it's what it's so inconsistent and so kind of nineties cheese that sometimes I have to really, really, really be in the mood for it. And it just there's so much of it now that I just kind of like I, I don't care anymore. And I've seen some things like that they've done recently where I'm going, oh, that's just awkward and awful to watch. Yeah, and, this show is way, way better than any other superhero show on the show, CW. Like, it did remind me of the CW. No, it did. But what it reminded me of was. Every epically great moment of a CW show. So, for I mean, I, I always think what really turned me around and made me carry on watching Arrow was at the very end of season one. Spoilers. Mm. Um, I didn't like I mean, Arrow. I only watched the first episode and didn't like it. At the very end of season one, it kind of builds and builds and builds. And his best friend, in the, in the very last one, dies in this great disaster. But... I think it's in, in season, yeah, season one, but you, I didn't see it coming. It just comes out of nowhere, like, and it isn't just shoehorned in. It makes sense because um, it, it just because he does something. He's a real hero. His best mate goes to save someone and gets crushed by a building, and it's Harper. And I was like, holy shit! I thought this guy was going to be in, like every season, like he's dead already. It was like a Game of Thrones moment, and it really threw me off. And but I feel this show had moments like that really well written really hard to predict even though again on paper i should be able to pinpoint everything that happens in this and exactly how it happens and i fucking couldn't yeah well you you mentioned good writing written by jeff johns yeah the, now jeff johns yeah he the is creator this. of this character um ah so there's a lot of love Oh, oh, there's for... there's more than love for this character by Jeff John. I mean, do you know much about it? Her conception or 
No, I mean, what I was funnily enough, I was going to actually read this out for in case anyone was uh, listening to this and hasn't watched it yet and is maybe using is it this as a a step on to get onto maybe thinking about watching the show. The premise for the show that I've got in front of me is this simple. Um, one decade after nearly well, of the sorry, Justice hold, hold Society... on, dude. I just wanted to continue with my train of thought about how Jeff Johns uh, created her from a special place. Basically, he based this character on his sister that tragically died in 1996. He like based her personality uh, and the way she looks and everything. Um, she died on the uh, the, tra- the Trans World Airlines Flight 800 in 1996. Did you ever hear about that? Um, no. It was the third deadliest aviation accident in US history. 230 people died. The entire crew and all the passengers, no survivors. Um, and she, she died on that flight. Um, but yeah, so it's it's come from a real special place. This character, it's you know Jeff Jeff Johns really holds it dear to him. So I think it was really important that he got this right. Um, and it was also uh, Jeff Johns' debut as a professional writer. Uh, Stripe issue zero in nineteen ninety nine. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically the comic side. Do you want me to go into the comic side a bit more, or do you want to go into the? In a second, I'll just re- let me read this synopsis, and then we'll be going to the comic side, and we'll see how it aligns with the comic side. So mm-hmm. the premise for the TV show is one decade after nearly all of the Justice Society of America were killed in a battle against the Injustice Society of America, high school student Courtney Whitmore discovers the cosmic staff of Starman, and upon learning that her stepfather, Pat Dugan, used to be Starman's psychic, becomes the inspiration for a whole new generation of superheroes. I think that misses a lot off there. So I don't know if you want to go on the comic side of it and maybe that might pad out the rest. I mean, in general, it, it stays as close to the comics as it can, you know, without getting way convoluted and overcomplicated. Because basically, in in the comics, like she first appeared as Star-Spangled Kid in um, Stars and Stripe issue zero in 1999. Um she was using the original Star Spangled Kids cosmic converter belt, um, so she didn't have the staff to begin with. But then um, Starman's son Jack Knight left her the cosmic staff, and then she became Star Girl. Um, and yeah, that that book, um, Stars and Stripe, ran for fourteen issues. Um, and then she appeared in like all the JSA books for a few years. Like she was in all, all of the really good runs that I read when I was younger. Um, however, then the New Fifty Two came along in two thousand eleven, and oh. it rewritten. We've got to make her dark it, and gritty in some way. Well, put a pin in that. I'll come back to that. But it basically re- those for those people who don't know what the New Fifty Two was in DC Comics. It completely rewrote DC Universe's continuity. It reset everything. So it was intended to be like a jumping on point. Uh, But it basically... I mean, it was to an extent, but more than that, it just pissed a load of people off. All the hardcore DC fans, you know, everything was sort of rewritten. Uh, But Because it got rid of the JSA, didn't it? Yeah, essentially it did. And Stargirl was sort of reintroduced through the new Justice League of America series. And her new origin story, an updated history, was revealed in that. Um, and she continued in that book, and then she went in Justice League United. 
but that ended uh, pretty abruptly, um, and she hasn't really been seen since until Doomsday Clock. Um, so hopefully that's fixed all that. Um, she popped up recently the other month in Infinite Frontier issue zero. Um, there's like a little short story in there where I got really excited. I was like, oh my god, are we getting a, a Stargirl book, a series again? You know. But then um, last week the Stargirl Spring Break special came out, the one shot. So that's I guess all we're getting for now. A little little teaser of what's to come. Um, and that looked to me like it looked. It looked. I haven't read it yet, but that looked like it was based entirely around the TV show look of everything. But I might be wrong there. The TV show might be just a very, very, very good ad- adaptation. Yeah, I mean, so yes, Jeff Johns. Like it's his, it's his pride and joy. It's his baby. This character, and he he did a fantastic job um, with the the show, in my opinion. And they had to have him involved because I think it would have been an absolute train wreck otherwise. Um, yeah, I mean... dude. Oh my god. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie. It's like when I put it on at the end of the first episode, I, I was like, "This is the most DC show I've ever conceptualized. Like I've ever seen in my eyes. This is the most DC thing." I've ever seen. Is it somehow, is it because of all like the the backstory with the the, the original members and everything? Y- do yeah, it's like well, it's and also their names, fucking yeah. Icicle and Our <laughs> Man. Yeah. I'm like, this is like proper old school comic shit. Like Marvel uh, was like kind of cool, always like the cool kid. Like yeah, yeah. we've got guys called like Spider Man, and you know we've got the Incredible Hulk. Whereas DC stuck with cheese for yeah. ages, and the Justice Society of America and. I was watching it going, there's no way this can work. There's no, as they said, the names. But then what I liked is that the characters like Courtney address that and be like, did you, yeah. who was handing out names? These are shit names. Yeah. And then what yeah. was more, ups- like what was better to me is at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they are just names. As long as the characters are clever and well-written, they could be called, you know, Dwayne Ferguson, it wouldn't matter. And lo and behold, like Icicle is uh, Brainiac. They're all like Brainwave. Sorry, they're all like mad, mad backstories to them, and so dark and deep and layered. And yeah, man, this oh, is the thing. It's like, just so good. I mean, I if for me, like I was probably biased when it comes when it came to this show because I'm such a huge fan of all the original JSA books. Like I've always said, like. Justice Society of America was like my Avengers. Like I grew up on them and all those like corny characters. Like they're like them. Them. I always think it's weird know? when you say that because that makes you sound like you're eighty years old. Because, like, <laughs> but it's, it's in my weird. head, Justice Society of America are literally the comics that I see people from war times reading. It was. It was because I picked them up in the library, and also that's still um, what an eighty-year-old would do. Like, <laughs> When I used to shop in the old comic shop uh, in Southport, Planet Eater. Do you remember that one? It was like, I do like... remember. I never ventured in there because at the time I thought, I'm not a virgin. But... <laughs> well, I was. And I used to spend <laughs> many, many hours in there. I used to sit on the floor and root through all the, the long boxes, the 25p long boxes. And, of course, the only thing that was left in them were, like, all the old shit Teen Titans and JSA books. So that is what I was raised on. You know, I used to go in there, I used to mm. spend all my money on these really cheap books, and that was my introduction into superheroes. So for me, this show was like... 
you know, like really big Marvel fans when like the Avengers movies came and they were like, oh my god, it's him, and these really obscure characters like. You know, people get talked about nowadays like Mephisto and, and all these Easter eggs. And I don't really know about any of that because I'm not really that well versed in the Avengers and the Marvel comics. But to me, when this show was on, I was fanboying the whole way through. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're talking about this. They're talking about that. And And, and it was just like boom, 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 like one after the other. So, like, every episode, it left me on, oh, my God, that's so cool. I can't believe they've done that. That's so obscure, you know, like, I can't believe they're referencing yeah, that. Yeah, dude, I could tell there was so much obscure stuff, like, like, I, I mean, they used, uh, they used an old Green Lantern, um, they used, like, um, when I saw the, like, the people they were using, like, Solomon Grundy, and, yeah. uh, I also, I loved how they, they were, like, the costumes were so campy and old. Yes, they were they, so accurate, it was brilliant. But then, like, I've been the kids are like, I don't want to wear the costume. It's like, but the costume, you need to wear that because that's where they get the powers from. The costume. It's like, ah, oh, I've got to wear the costume then. Or you've got to wear it. So you've got to have a secret identity. And they're like, we don't have time to make a costume from scratch. Just put it on. I loved all that. It was like, that would explain everything. It was, everything was easily and brilliantly explained and it shouldn't have been it shouldn't have been so cohesive and easy to follow there should have been plot hole after plot hole after plot hole it should have been boring it should have made no sense everyone should have been shallow and honestly it but it was none of those things it was a really really well written show and it was funny and it was dramatic and it was like like i think the bit which really made me go they are really taking this seriously and every aspect seriously is when all throughout it, Courtney is like, I want to be a superhero and Pat Dugan's like, um, which is what's his name's brother. I always call him what's his name's brother. Owen who is Wilson. He? Who Owen Wilson's brother. Um, who's fantastic in this. He just, he just Wilson's the shit out of it, but it's great. Um, Pat yeah, I, like, I fucking I, I loved Luke Wilson in this. By the way, Luke, like, that's it, Luke Wilson. He um he was he's most famous. It's funny, like he's that like, he's one of those actors that you know, but he's, he hasn't really been in anything big. He's just been sort of like a background character in so much stuff. Like on IMDb, his top like most well known movie is Old School, which in yeah, itself dude. is like a really like you know obscure kind of like teen movie from back in the day. But um, what I know him most from is even more obscure. <laughs> he played um, a scre- uh, stab Billy Loomis in the movie within the movie in Scream 2. <laughs> so I always see him as that. So like, it took me a while to look past that when he f- first came on screen. First this, appeared. But no, but I think, he, I think he does a good job, as does everyone. He embodied the character. He was so good. Um, in was... fact, like he was, well, this show has been nominated for three awards for this year's Saturn Awards, um, and he is under Best Supporting Actor in a Television Series, um, along with Best Performance by a Younger Actor in a Television Series by Breck Bassinger, and it's also uh, nominated for Best Superhero Adaptation Television Series. Well, I, that, yeah, that's what I, I mean. I second I mean, all of those nominations. It's such a good show. Well, that's what I was about to say. The, 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 for the, my point I was getting to was there's a bit where a classic moment where she wants to be a superhero. He's like, no, you can't do it. 
and we've got to keep and you know because it's all know your mother i don't want to be in trouble with your mother and it gets to the point where they have to tell the mum and instead of it being like a oh spaghettios i'm a superhero and the mum being like oh you crazy guys what's going on? it's really taken seriously yeah and she's like get away from my child get yeah. the fuck out of my house yeah it's like that would happen exactly this is, amazing. So this is what i mean i feel like the writers just went let's take these plot points and then from these plot points we need to go do what would actually happen in real life yeah. like oh you defeat brainwave by accident that's cool but what would happen well actually brainwave wouldn't she wouldn't kill him so she'd have to go to hospital but then if he's in hospital his kid would visit all the time the the People would have to visit all the time. They'd get onto that he was there, so they'd spy on him. I loved all that, yeah. rather and than it's just like... He had to um, cover and say, oh, in a car accident, you know, come up with like a... And then he had to wreck his car. You know, like yeah, all these little dude, things it like... are like... It, it's a lovely balance of like realism, stuff that actually would happen in these situations, and fantasy with a cosmic fucking staff. Like... It, it's just got that balance just perfect yeah and i think it does it does really well to kind of like lull you in that it's gonna be like a cheesy like i think i think this is the other thing as well because do you remember you weren't having it i think that's maybe maybe from talking to you about how close this character and the justice society are to your heart so when it was the dc fandom they released like the Stargirl trailer, and all it was was the actors clearly in front of a green screen, and they'd green screen some lockers behind them, and it was like ten seconds long, and they turn around, do some like really cheesy like D- Disney Mickey Mouse Club smile and wave, and it just came up Stargirl, and everyone was like, "Well, what the fuck is that? What? what yeah, you were is like, that what it's gonna be? Like, Dude, look at this! It looks trash!" And I was like. It's fucking... You can't tell anything from that. Like, But that's why on. it looked trash, because that was their big reveal. And I was like, <laughs> if that's all they're going to show, it's trash. And it was so bad. DC, of course, DC being DC, they DC'd it up. DC took it down instant, like, within two hours uh, from everywhere. I think it's very hard to find now, that really shit clip. <laughs> and then they didn't release any other promo, which might be why... No one fucking really knows about that. I think they silently went, you know what, let's just get this out and see what happens. Um, I mean, but... it, it was it was such a good show. Like, it reminded me of the same fun that I had watching, like, Smallville back in the day, or, like, Lois and Clark. You know, that kind yeah! of, like... Yeah, dude, I feel like this is what I was looking for when I watched Arrow, because I was like, I want that 90s cheese. I just want someone to just be a bit silly, but but then as Arrow and all these other CW shows go on, they're a bit too silly. They're not shot well, and they also kind of, they, I mean, they, they, essentially the story of any CW show is character has a moment, character sees feels the need to lie about that moment to a close individual, character has a fight with a superhero fight, character comes back, the other character notices that they, it's a lie. And then they deal with the lie, and then there's redemption at the end, or they don't get forgiven. And that's every every fucking episode. And it's like, why are you all lying? These are unnecessary lies. Just talk to each other. It didn't really... There was none of this. It was a very fluid story that had moving parts. And what was really good was, like, 
Pat keeps trying to stop the story. He's like, no, we stop this now. This ends now. And then yeah, it you finds know really a way cool to continue well, like it's fate. Sorry, dude, for talking over you. What did you say? I just said no at the end of it. It finds it, it continues in such a good way that it's like it's fate. Like they can't. He as much as he wants it to stop, it it can't stop. And so, like it, it, in other stories where it's just like it's forced, and it doesn't matter if the the hero gets involved or not. The bad guys are chasing them in the end as well. So it's kind of like it's forced upon them, which makes it even more like. you're on board Courtney has got to become Stargirl because if she doesn't they will all die yeah and it makes sense for her to become Stargirl not only is it realistic for a teenager to go all these things are so exciting this is really cool I want to be a superhero We've got a we've got a character here wanting to be a superhero for a change. Like they usually like, oh, this has been bestowed upon me, and it's my responsibility, and I, I you know want to, but I have to do it. She's like, no, this is fucking fun, and I I love being a superhero. And then you've got the the realistic counterpart there with Luke Wilson saying, well, no, it's it's really fucking dangerous. I've been there myself, and I don't want anything to happen to you, you know, and he's trying to control that situation. And I just loved their dynamic. I thought they had really good chemistry as well. Like, I, I love, I love, I love the, also, like, I mean, you're talking about chemistry. I just like how it's all set in this one place called Blue Valley. Yeah. And they wrote, and it makes, and it, they write into why it's happening mm-hmm. there. It isn't just, oh, it just happens to be the town that... There's a whole big backstory of why everything happens there, and I also like how the the bad guys' motives are are questionable. But I'm on board. You on board with like they're walking up, going, "Why are we stopping these again? They want to. They want to like make it so like this is legal and this is legal, and it's and that you've got to use like uh, fossil fuels to be out, outlawed and be environmental and." basically a list of things that everyone's after at the moment and, and trying to make the world right they're just going about it the complete wrong way yeah. in a really classic like the way we're going to do about it is we're going to take all the world's leaders and put them on a railway and cause a train to run over them yeah <laughs> it's like it's funny like at I'll... one point like wildcat they're like they're trying to like foil the plans and they get into the the headquarters or whatever and they're, they're trying to stop this from happening and she goes hang on like why do we want to stop this from happening? Because what they want to do is good, right? Like, <laughs> it's that moment where it's like, are yeah, we the, are we the baddies? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a really good moment. Because like, I mean, you would be, you'd be like, hang on a minute, like, they're actually trying to do some good here. Like, <laughs> They're not I mean, really the moustache-twirling villains. I mean, one of them did actually look like a moustache-twirling villain, that... That KFC man, I forgot. Uh, the Gambler is that his name? The Gambler. I mean, that, I mean, the names are just like insane. I've got them here. So you got Wildcat, Doctor Midnight, Our Man, um, Icicle. Um, yeah, you got Gambler, the Fiddler, um, <laughs> and Ooh, well, yeah. I know that was a bit of a <laughs> that was a dodgy name probably back then as well. Sportsmaster, Tigress. <laughs> Shining oh Light, Dragon I, King, yeah. oh. The Shade. Um, it's just filling me with so much joy because, like, all of these that you're listing, like, I still can't quite believe that they've had a live-action appearance at a TV show. It's brilliant. All my dreams yeah. are coming true. Um, you've got... Uh, 
there's definitely others as well that I'm I'm not listening I mean, here. Just going back to um, Wizard, <laughs> going back to um, to Courtney and Pat's like relationship, and I thought it was such a good arc, like to focus on. You know, she learns to like accept him as a stepfather, and then gets to grips with his like secret life of as stripesy. And then there's the the whole thing about like, oh, I'm, I, uh, Starman was my dad, and then it was like, oh, he re- he wasn't, and then he turned up and he was a fucking douchebag. Like, he's just some random guy. Like, there was so many like parts to it that was like, there was payoffs to that arc. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I, I, I think that's really, a good way of really. It. I think I actually got choked up a couple of times with, with their their relationship, and like, there was a few moments where I was like, whoa. I didn't expect to sort of get emotional over this, you know, this like cheesy show. But because the character development was so good and the way that they approached that that story arc was done so well, it really got me. You know, it was just done done so well, dude. I loved it. And, um, you know, Breck gave such a solid performance as well. You know, like I say, she was the perfect actor to portray to betray uh, Courtney. Um, But going back to that thing that I said before, (laughs) when I said put a pin in it, I just want to mention this. So DC fanboys giving their usual criticisms online. So I was looking at reviews for this show, and obviously you come across these guys, and they wanted it to be dark and gritty. I kid you not. And one of I mean, come on! I mean, but the source material is not dark and gritty. I think you've got as dark and gritty as you possibly can. Really, I mean, there's people die. Fucking people! People die. The very opening scene is the Justice Society of America dying. Right? They are completely wiped out. Which I kind of still that was that I kind of mm, was a bit funny about that because I the green Green Lantern was there and I was like, surely he. He can handle this, but okay, whatever. I'll, I'll give it. You know, I'll let them off with that. Um, and although there's a jokey bit with Starman at the end, like where he's dying in his arms and going, "Someone else must be carry on, but not you." Any, you know, <laughs> someone who is who is full of like who is full of heart and is worthy. And I'm being serious, not you. Do not think I'm <laughs> talking about you. Like I was kind of like that. That that was the balance. We've just seen them all get wiped out really badly. Yeah. Like. It's, it's, it sets it's up terrible. the tone. It sets up the tone for the show because it's like, yes, bad things can happen in this show. Yes, we're not going to pull punches. There are going to be deaths, and it's going to be pretty heavy. But we've got that uh, little Marvel humor in there too. It's yeah, very Guardians it was like, of the Galaxy. It was fine, like, oh, DC's found a funny bone. Yeah, brilliant. And I think that's what hit a nerve with a lot of the the Snyder fanboys online because. You've seen Justice Gods, that fucking awful toxic Facebook group page, whatever it is. Like, I'm not get, going to talk about that. I get, don't start fights. You might want to bleep that out, actually. Um, That's your opinion. That is not the opinion of Talk Nerdy UK. Yeah, guys, bleep that out. We don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> but basically, the Snyder fanboys, right? I'm going to read out some of these comments, right? Um, so, <laughs> in regards to Breck Battinger, the Stargirl. Um, right. Someone's put, I wanted a stronger, darker star girl. Um, uh, I wanted her to be taller and more beautiful with a real costume and not a comical one. 
I mean, comic comic is literally in the word there. Like, so basically, they wanted a blonde Gal Gadot wearing like a dark, gritty, non-comic accurate costume. Like, that's, well, it's funny you just not... said that. I've got a quote here from her. So she's been portrayed before, right? So there has been other Star Girls. I didn't know this. You are joking. Um, Live action. No. Britt Irvin played her on Smallville. You are um, joking. I mentioned Star- um, Smallville before. I had no before, idea yeah, she was in that. I Sarah thought this was Gray, her. Sarah Gray uh, was her on Legends of Tomorrow. But they were oh, older, no more mature versions of Stargirl. No Basinger way. added that the series follows the, com- uh, follows the comic and Stripe more in that she's y- a young, high school, naive girl which I wanted to bring that into this version of Stargirl. So she said she actively didn't, has never seen those portrayals and didn't watch them in case it influenced her portrayal. She took it as the, from the, she literally read the comics of this version mm-hmm. and didn't want any, and didn't want to take any mature input well, I, at all. It worked perfectly. I mean, I, I call myself a Stargirl super fan, but I had no idea. I thought this was her like debut Live action. I mean, I did not. Yeah, I didn't That's know that. That's crazy. But well. a couple of other comments from these uh, these toxic Snyder fanboys. Um, they wanted to see a darker and um, stronger skirt. Oh, I've read that one. Uh, so uh, yeah, darker. It's all darker and stuff. Darker screenplay would have contributed much more to the quality of the series. A DC series should have have depth and darkness uh, to drag in its audience. It's a real fact and necess- necessity, in my opinion. Fuck off, dude. Okay. Go and watch Titans. Like, that's right, got that. Go- like, Hold on. Can we talk about the darkness in this show? I can list loads of things off the top of my head now. One, Justice Society of America dying. Done. Number two, Wildcat is uh, body shamed and has a nude leaked and has to deal with that. And then yeah, she's, that was a really she's cool... She's also... She goes to her parents for forgiveness after, like, months and they still don't forgive her, yeah. right? Another um, really cool, realistic, like, storyline. Like, yeah, yeah, the storyline really well done. can be dicks. Yeah. Beth, Beth Chapel, who has no friends and her parents know she has no friends and don't deal with her, so she's a, just because is a social reject. I loved her, the by the way. <laughs> Yeah, I loved her as well. I thought she was like, I, and I thought it was perfect to give her the gla- glasses mm. so she had a friend of her, Dr. Midnight. Rick Tyler is a high school, you know, he's a, he's a total high school delinquent whose parents were killed in a car accident and he has to live with, like, a guy who didn't want him. Yeah, and he's like, he's like the kind of, I wouldn't really call him a jock, but he isn't really a sympathetic character because he's the one that leaks the nudes. So he's like a no. A tra- he's not. No, you're thinking. No, you're thinking of Brainwaves, uh, son. No, our man. No, yeah, our man doesn't leak the nudes. Brainwave. Oh, yeah. No, Brainwave. Brainwave son leaks the nudes. That's why when he goes, like, they're like, we shouldn't trust him because he's Brainwave son. And Wildcat's like, and I'm not trusting him because that guy. Nah, dude. Nah, up. our man's our man leaks the nudes. That's why him and Wildcat have. Such like a, she's when when it when she says when Stargirl says I want him in the team, she's like fuck that. No, she wants. Wow, uh, we are. I can't believe we're doing this on here. It Rick Rick Tyler is 
our man, right? So hold on, what's the name of the one I'm thinking of? Uh, yeah, a student at Blue Valley High, as well as a star football player, Henry King Jr., later developed psionic powers. Yeah. Um, what? Hold on. It's definitely, it's definitely him, Henry King Jr. She doesn't have a problem with uh, our man. I thought she didn't want him on the team for some reason. She doesn't want... She didn't want him on the team initially because it was just like... He was too unpredictable. Right. If I'm wrong, cut this out. If I'm right, I mean, I can't... leave it in. <laughs> it's, been <laughs> a long, it it's been a long time since I've watched it. It's been like... No, a... it has. Yeah, to be fair... It's been a fair, year When did this come out? out? A year. Yeah. It... It's been a year, and no one's talking about it. So, you know, I totally understand if you forgot, if you've m- mixed those two people up. But that is, again, it's an interesting moment. She has to deal with the fact that Courtney is bringing someone on the team who has completely messed up her life. But for the greater good, it will, it makes sense. And either way, this person is going to try and help them anyway. So she might as well fight side by side rather than going on their own path. And again, there's this all the way through. There are these problems with a bunch of teenagers trying to make a team. Yeah. I mean, Which was t- I, th- I thought the cast was perfect as well. You know, um, yeah, I... everyone everyone was cast perfect. Um, great chemistry with everyone. Uh, let's talk about the action. There was some great action in this. Like... Yeah, d- dude, I think that's another thing that shocked the shit out of me. Yeah. It's like, again, that opening scene, the way it's shot and everything. I was like, this is this is a TV show. It doesn't have the right to do this one-shot pan of, like, yeah. everyone being murdered, but fucking, okay. And... It was epic. Like, the cinematography was just amazing. Like, it was almost, like, that well... It, the, the standard was so high, it could have been featured in a movie. You know? Yeah. I love the visual effects. It was really impressive. It, uh, the like the the final scene in the is he called the the Dragon King in the Dragon King's like underground lair. I mean, the only time there was a bit of problem with remotely like CGI or graphics. I think there was a one scene with Solomon Grundy having a fight with Our Man. Possibly, I don't remember that well. It being bad, and there's a bit where he's in Stripe, the 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 robot, and they're flying along. And it was just like it was daytime, and the lighting was completely wrong for it. But other than that, I mean, I thought I the was... the production team used their budget wisely with the yeah, robot. Yeah, they did. Like, yeah, they did. Because I was worried with Stripe, because you know, I was like, "Fucking hell, how are they going to do that? That's like a big job." But they used it so sparingly and did it so well that it, yeah, it was just done perfectly. You know, it was really good direction. And I think the other thing that made it more like this is, and this is to me what made, is it sound like a good tv show well a good superhero story is that the superhero stuff is almost background so like yeah. for me like one thing was i wanted to know like icicle only becomes icicle like three times in the whole series mm-hmm. but but that i mean in the sense that he like suits up and becomes icicle like fully iced up but he He's icicle when he's not icicle. He's has these really cold, dark moments, and and the way and the way he just like when he breathes and just like cold air comes out his mouth, and the 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 bits with his family and the family like dead evil and stuff like that. That's oh, that's dark as shit. That enti- his entire arc is dark as fuck, and I I just don't think if you told me I was I was gonna watch a TV show about some called Icicle, I would think. 
a DC show, he was going to be fully iced up all the time, zooming around, saying these terrible, like, ice to see you puns and stuff like that. But no, it was more about, like, him as a, how he lost his wife, how he just wants a better world, how he's trying to make this... It, 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 there was just a lot of humanity in everyone. It, all down to even, like, Pat Dugan's son getting jealous of... Pat and Courtney hanging yeah. out all the time, which See, makes things, sense. Things Nobody like that. Nobody in the show would think of that. That plot thread didn't have to be there, but it, it it made sense. And it was like, they didn't have to make this much effort into all this character development. He could have easily just been a throwaway side character. But you felt yes. for this kid. And you were like, you know what? Yeah. Like, he would be like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I kind of, I've lost my dad to my newly um, adopted stepsister, you know, like, what is going on here? But it was Um, so cleverly written, you know, and actually with you saying about how the superhero stuff became background, it was very much like that because, you know, you mentioned other CW shows like Arrow and Flash, and the whole time when I'm watching stuff like that, I'm like, when's he going to get in the costume? When's the fight stuff going to happen? When's he going to yeah. be Flash? When's he going to be Arrow? You know, like, I'm waiting for them to become the superheroes and the superhero action to happen. But in this, I was it was almost the other way around. I was like, oh, it's another fight scene. Oh, it looks cool. It's nice. But can we get back to that, like, that pattern Courtney scene again? <laughs> like, you know, like, it was so well done, dude. And I'd rewatch it. I'd pro- I'll probably rewatch it before the second season comes out. Actually. I probably will as well. I mean, there's... I mean, what's the name of the um, the like Lancelot character, the one from the Knights of the Realm, Shining the Knight. Knight, Shining Knight? Oh right? man, that I I love that again. Like that, I whole knew there was something up with that janitor. Yeah, <laughs> I knew there was something up with that janitor. I actually thought he was going to be a baddie, not a goodie. Right. And then when it goes down this like thing, I became I got really tense and was like, this could be shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it had the potential. For all the wheels oh, to come yeah. off, but I thought it was handled perfectly. No, it was amazing. It was a still. It was essentially a story of like mental illness, yeah. and we still don't know his full backstory. But it was like a recovery thing, and yeah, it. it I was totally on board with it. It. It was still. I, hello, everyone. It was dark. That was fucking dark. Yeah. He was like all of these themes that we're touching on here, dude. There's just one after the other. They're real. They're, they're deep themes. But somehow this show remains its levity and its lightheartedness, and it's like yeah. how <laughs> you still like, feel, feel... When, when a when an episode ends, you don't feel depressed and down. You no. you know you, you you can what you can watch this while you're eating your tea. You know it's like tea time viewing. It's a family show, really. You say that, but when Henry gets killed by his dad, that's fucking horrible. Oh yeah, that what yeah. I did go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was again. I was like, no, he's not gonna. No, don't you, don't, yeah. don't you. And then, but there's later, no, there's no the, blood. Have you noticed? There's, there was no blood in this. Like, no, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't need blood. But it, I mean, that's again, even they, Falcon and Winter Soldier was more like a Disney show. Showed more blood than this. True. You know, um, but, I did want. to... You know s- what? You, go on. Oh, go on. I was gonna say. One thing again I liked, and this proves my point before that it was Henry, is Wildcat having that debate over whether she should kill Henry whenever she had to deal with him. Oh, shit. No, you're right. You're right. Because I remembered when he was about to die, he apologized. And he was was like. There was the whole thing where she sneaks into the brainwave's room and she has this total debate right there on 
I yeah. could just kill him. I could just kill him right now. For, he's ruined. He's literally. And you know what? It's not like he's ruined her life. Like, oh, some people saw some nudes of you, and they laughed at you. It's like the Get whole family dynamic. Like. Her whole family have disowned her. Yeah. She's a social outcast. She like. There's she has no reason, one. There's a reasonable amount of hate there that you can go. I wouldn't do it myself, but I kind of understand where she's coming from. Yeah, she has a reason to be dark and gritty. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, they all do. They all fucking do. Um, I'm really conscious of time just because of what you said before. Um, well, there's just... a couple of things that I wanted to mention. Yeah, go on. That's this... what I mean. Whatever you... Let's talk about what you want to talk about. This is about how good much you love this oh, show. Oh, yeah, this is why I love, right? Or is why it... you love it. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to say, this is what I want Batgirl to be. Whenever we get Batgirl in whatever format she's in a film or a TV show, this is the kind of vibe that I want. You know, I want a yeah. young, I want a young Batgirl. I want you know, maybe, maybe school life, relationships. You know, try to hide identity. Um, I mean, maybe even a Spider-Man TV series like this would be good. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. Well, I always, I always thought they missed an opportunity with at least doing like. Some kind of like Spider-Man TV series and the build-up to Spider-Man or a, a Miles Morales TV series. Like you, so could do something like in the realms of. I mean, Batgirl is the better comparison because one female lead, so you've kind of got similar relationships and that. But the whole you could Burnside and Blue Valley High, a uh, Blue Valley could be very similar. Blue Valley is just like a country version of Burnside. Yeah, I mean, I, I just love how it revolves around a teenager and not the adults like all the other superhero shows do you know it just yeah, it, it makes like it more interesting just... having to go to school and dealing with like teenage problems like the adults are, are busy but genuinely busy with their lives and mum's too busy with a new job pat's busy trying to stop everything from like this happening and then everyone else's parents are either missing dead or just don't want to be involved with the kids or not talking to the kids i mean there's there's legitimate reasons why the adults aren't involved and it's kind of like again this is why when you're a teenager you kind of break away because you kind of outgrow your mum and dad's care they don't need to watch you anymore and if you don't have a good relationship with them either on your side their side or both you end up kind of splitting away and having your own life and that's why it was all the more believable like Courtney struggles to sneak out some nights to do this stuff. Again, they in other TV shows they wouldn't bother to put underline that. They'd just be like, "And she's out again." They would. They wouldn't bother to. There was honestly the amount of kind of like stepping back, going, "How would this be more realistic?" I know we've got an entire underground lure that the Dragon King has, and and they've built a, a satellite under this town. But how would that happen? Like, well, it would have an entire sewage system that was disused, and and also there's total reasons for everything, and it's fascinating that they've they didn't have to. They could really could have walked, really just walked this through, paint by numbers. We don't have to explain this, but they gave it dignity. Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? How something like Batwoman that's getting so much focus on, like they're really trying to push Batwoman. And oh, I'm not they're throwing. Are they are they putting money into that? They must be because they've like recasted and, and now Batwing. Have you seen that? Like, 
Oh, it's Batwing in it now? Yeah, Luke Fox is now in that as Batwoman's sidekick. Um, But, you know, in my opinion, they they should be focusing on this show and and doing, you know, and doing something with this, like making this the the flagship flagship show. I mean, I suppose Batwoman's not on CW, is it? So you've got those... No, Batwoman is on CW. Is it? But, But it's a CW... Arrowverse show, whereas this isn't in the Arrowverse. I was about to say that. Do you know where this is set? Because I do. It's dead odd. Well, no. I mean, after after like Doom Patrol, I gave up trying to figure out what DCEU TV series fit into. <laughs> you know, like right. So they've confirmed that this is set. Unless it's changed. If if it's changed, email me. Talk near the UK Gmail dot com. But last I checked, this is set on Earth Two. Oh, right, okay. Okay, okay. well, do you know what else is set on Earth 2 that's coming out by DC? What? The Batman. Oh. I see, I, so how, I, I'm not How does excited. that work? How is I'm the Batman going to be Batman. set? But that's how a... is the Batman going to be set, though, in a world where 10 years ago, the Justice Society of America existed? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. Um, I was going to ask you favorite moments. Pick some like favorite moments you enjoyed. Oh, I wish I'd done some research now. Um, Think, go off your oh, heart and your memory. I just, I mean, I, I loved, the, I loved the last bit when she was flying with with the with stripesy and uh, you know on the cosmic. <laughs> I knew you were going to say just, that. Re- I was watching that, going, what's the point of this it, scene? Oh, I love nothing it. happens. It, it, it reminded me of like when in Wonder Woman eighty four when she she learned how to fly, and it, I just I love cheesy fucking scenes like that. I just love it, like the payoff. Um, so that one springs to mind, obviously, but that's not really a good moment for most people, I suppose. But I like. I, 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 I mean, I like, could... like I mentioned before, I really loved any scene when you know she was bouncing off Luke Wilson. Um, you know, I, I loved their dynamic, and I, I loved, I just, I loved every reveal of like, there's another character that that you know that like I never expected to see the light of day on TV. Like every time something like that happened, like when the the pen with you know uh, the light that what's he called Johnny Thunderbolt, like yeah. that's to come. And I was like, you know, little squealing fanboy moments like that. I loved. I also really liked. Um, you know, she had that um, that arch nemesis. I've forgotten her name. The Dragon King's daughter. Oh, um, hold on, Cindy Berman. Yeah, that scene yeah. where she had like the fake mum, um, and it was like a really weird. Like they went in the house and they were like, "What is going on here?" And she like spoke that she like came back and like spoke to her like shit, and it was just like one of those moments where you're like, "Whoa, like what's going on in the show now?" There's like. Another weird thing being thrown in for no reason, but it works. Yeah, I know. I, I get that. I get that. I, for for me, it was always discovering like how powerful the villains were, even though they had terrible names. So like, <laughs> yeah. Bra- Brainwave. When I, I was like, Jesus Christ, Brainwave, <laughs> and then he can literally move anything with his mind as fast as he wants. He can cause people to have a stroke. He can a, a brain aneurysm, and I was like, "Holy shit! This is like, this is like what X Men should be to me. This is like the kind <laughs> of de- and an icicle just being like, 
I can just like you can just produce ice and like throw it through your heart like fucking bullseye and shit like that. Those little moments where I just realise this is what I don't understand. I feel like the people who watched the, the who sent those letters in or that you read before they didn't watch the show in full. I yeah. just don't believe that because I think you the darkness is the show has tons of darkness in. Um, I feel like I mean that kid. I didn't even mention that one. The, the magician kid. That got killed yeah, early on. Son like, who get... I was like, "Holy shit! They've actually done that. They've killed off a kid. Like anything's possible now." <laughs> like, yeah, and like how um, how icicle just like to kill some people, he just grips them by the throat and just completely freezes them, like fucking Sub Zero and Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah, dude. It was like Solomon Grundy showing up was like the biggest like first ta- first thing I did as soon as I saw Solomon. They referred to Solomon Grundy. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. But if they like going Solomon there, Grundy yeah. out the bag here, what else am I going to see in this show? Yeah. Um, I cannot and wait when she for season the green, two. When she held the green lantern up, I was like, oh, this could be interesting. <laughs> there's there's tons. To, there's pot- I think another good sign of a good show is the potential that is not tapped yet, but they are clearly tickling your balls with. Very, mm. like you said, Marvel, like using Easter eggs to go, if you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I know, and I love it. <laughs> like, it was I just... don't even know who Eclipso is, but as soon as oh, she's yeah. like, as soon as they said something about Eclipso at the very end, I went, I don't know who that is, but I can tell it's going to be Ace. Yeah, yeah. It's just, um, it's just like, wonderful, pure, contagious joy, this show. That's how I'd describe it. Like, yeah. And if you love teen superheroes, you should watch this. I mean, we've just spoiled the shit out of it, I guess. Um, but, yeah. I'm, it... I'm going to put in the description, it's spoiler. It's, I'm going to put in the description, it's spoiler. I, I, but I, I feel like... Everyone needs yeah. to watch this, because, like... It's, yeah. It's, it's for everyone. I mean, I think it's kind of... I think it's aimed at teenagers. That's what I gathered. Like the kind of Riverdale crowd, you know, like, um, but you know, fanboys like us, you know, comic book fanboys, we can enjoy it. People that don't know, like, again, Abby popped in and out of this. She didn't love it like she did Invincible, but she'd watch it with me, and you know, she'd be it's asking me questions. You, say, you know, it's funny how you say like it's for fans of teen shows because as we said, you said at the start, I'm not that guy. But yeah, I love this. So I, I think that's wrong. I actually, I disagree. I don't think it's for fans of teen shows. I think teen shows, maybe I've not watched enough of them, but I think this is above that. Do you not I think, think it was it's... aimed at teenagers, though? Like, Oh, maybe. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think it's that, aimed that's what at I mean. teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think to just call it a teen show kind of paints it with such a, a broad brush that I don't think you're giving it the, the what it deserves, which is just this was well written well um well written well filmed well produced there's there's just i can't really say much bad about it i was every episode i was shocked at like how much i was enjoying it and how the train never stopped the momentum never stopped there didn't seem to be a bit like oh this is a filler episode there didn't seem to be i mean even stranger things as a filler episode with that fucking yeah. weird thing where 11 goes off to meet that's all a, the other ones that's a very good point I'm so glad that you loved this. Like, I was worried I'd, I'd that you that wouldn't. I love that you recommended it to me. Oh, I'm, love that I'm you... so glad. My heart's oh. grown two sizes today because of this. 
Um, but so, yeah, I mean, I d- can't wait for season two. Um, we did a bit of research before, so uh, it was meant to air on the CW in America. It said summer, twenty twenty one. Just said summer. Um, we won't get it till autumn because we always get it a bit later because we get it on Amazon Prime. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Cannot fucking wait. Yeah, get like seriously. If you've never watched this before, get on it. I know we might have spoiled some bits for you if you've never, but then I feel like it's you still would know worth that watching. You, definitely. Yeah, I feel like, you would know that if you've clicked this link. It's gonna literally say spoiler in the title, so you must fucking know. You must fucking know. I don't, um, yeah, I, I don't think this is going to get many um, listens because I don't think many people have watched this show. Yeah, it's so like it's so. Oh, I have no one to talk to this about. No, I don't. All. That's why I, I made to get you do some this. Of the lads in work on it. <laughs> that's why I made you watch it. But... <laughs> so, so you have a friend. Yes, yeah, oh, so, so I can friend. nerd about it, and I'm so I'm so glad. And then we can talk about the the new spring break special on the new episode of Chris's Comics. Well, I mean, we might as well round stuff off up now. Like, we not bother doing rating systems on this because the whole point of the show is to gush. Um, we, I think it's very obvious we both love this show. I don't want to go into ratings and and all like that. Just, I think the whole point of it should be just watch, take on board that we love this show and you should love it too. But yeah, Chris, tell people about yourself. Tell about Chris's comics. Yeah. Plug it. Yeah, uh, me and JB, we co-host a podcast together called Chris's Comics, um, and uh, we just talk about what we've been reading, all the latest comic books we've been reading, and we're due another another episode. I've got a great big stack next to me of, of comics that we're going to talk about. Uh, but yeah, go, go and check out that show. Um, there's how many episodes up? I think we've up, done almost 30 of them now. Uh, go and check them out on iTunes and on Spotify. And you can find it at Chris's Comics Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. So, yeah. And that's Chris's with two S's, by yes. the way. Yes. Um, yeah, and don't forget, you just, if you want to talk to us about this, if you've got any suggestions of TV shows we should talk about in the future, or if you want to be on this and go, Jay, I want to talk about this with you, and I'm, and you're not a psychopath who won't reach through the microphone and kill me, then. Email us at talknerdyuk at gmail.com. Don't forget to go to www.talknerdy.uk. There's tons of new stuff up there. We've got a Mortal Kombat review, Army of the Dead review. We've just got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier podcast gone up, finally. Um, and, yeah, just... I can't wait to do more of these and gush about stuff because it's one of the hardest things about doing all this is either it's finding something that's in the middle of the road and blur where I don't hate it, but I don't love it, and it's really hard to even get remotely enthused in any way but i can't wait to talk about all the there's so much coming up we've got daredevil umbrella academy stranger things these are all stuff for some reason we've never done detailed podcasts on and we're going to talk about it with people who want to talk about it so thanks for joining us thanks again chris for being on the debut of this um great suggestion great start by the way yeah um no problem i just want to say before we go the one i'm looking forward to is obviously doom patrol um, when you talk about that with uh, who's going to do that one? I've forgotten. Now. It's uh, PK Dead Kennedy PK. Yeah. Um, he and I'd love. I can't wait to hear what he says about it because he's not even a comic book fan. Yeah. So I find it mad that he just jumped on this show and liked it. But that's the beauty of this this entire thing we're doing. I've been what, recommending how- Doom Patrol to anyone that will listen, like anyone in work that like 
watches the superhero shows and that. I'm like, watch Doom Patrol. You have to watch it. It's the best TV series to come out in the past 20 years. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Exactly. Except, well, it's one of the best because this is one of the best as well. Watch Stargirl, listen to Chris's comics, and thank you for continuing to listen to us. I've been Jay, he's been Chris, and we've been Talking Nerdy. Keep talking nerdy! Hey, I'm looking-